There we go. It's on. Smudger, welcome back, you big fucker. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me on again. Is this yeah. number three? Four. Number four? Yeah, I thought it was fucking living the dream. I had to make sure I didn't sing on the intro to that one because the missus and the kids were pissing themselves in the last intro that I did. Because I was like, welcome to the Granite Era podcast. Thank you for your time. And they were like, that, that's it. That's all I get now. Thank you. I walk into the house. Thank you for your time. Oh, fuck off. How are you doing? Yeah, welcome I'm back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, a pleasure and an honour as always. As always, mate. Of course it is. It's always a privilege to have Dr. Chris Smith on. Dr. Smith. I, I, it, um... it, it always makes it sound so much cooler when I, when I put that on the, on the guest list. It's like, well, fucking doctor, aren't I? Dr. Smith. Got a doctor um, on. My, my daughter Ivy is obviously, she's four, and she, uh, we were talking the other day about how there were lots of people called Chris at school when I was at school. And I was like, oh yeah, in my math class, there was like four people called Chris. And Imogen, Ivy just said to me, um, she goes, yeah, but they know which one you were, because they'll just say Dr. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not how it worked, I'm afraid. I didn't, didn't work back then, really. Not, not that. Well, they would have known which one you were anyway. Through the sheer length, yeah, yeah, the, the, one, the one with the size fourteen feet at year seven or whatever you were, you fucking yeah, not quite, not quite, <laughs> yeah, the big lanky one. Although, as you know, I wasn't the tallest in this. Uh, this is thrilling content. Was not the biggest. Doesn't, in matter. This. Doesn't matter about the content. Or anything, right? We we had I was surrounded by giants. We we were. Well, I was. I, I still am. Just walking down the road, I'm like, all right, you're tall. So having a conversation with um Shipper the other day during um we took a bit of a break from football training and we were talking about his boy and I was like it's mad to think that in like three years time for Riley was when I first started playing men's football yeah. and then me and then me, both me and Dan were like so we would have been about fourteen and on fifteen because Dan said he started at the same sort of time um and I was like but in my head I was I was always this size mm. yeah but. I couldn't you have been. Growing, you? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I did stop growing. Yeah, I actually so I've, I've shrunk according to my Air Force ID. So apparently, once upon a time, I was five foot seven. <laughs> Not anymore. But yeah, it's like in my head. Like to be fair, I did stop growing quite early. So height-wise, but size, I've like yes, I've put on loads of weight since like lockdown and whatnot. But in my head, I was always quite stocky. But looking back at photos, no. You were always a slim bean until um, at the gym. Then you pumped up the, you know, pumped up the body. Pumped up the iron, didn't I? Yeah. But yeah, one one thing I do want to quickly, like, just talk about quickly, because it's happened to me recently. Right. So it's all fine. We're all in the clear, by the way. But I found a lump un under okay. me tip. So yeah. I just want people to know you got to check these things, mate. Just because you're a out. dude, you've still got to check your tits. So right. uh, yeah, I found I found a, a a quite a large lump under under me right nipple. Mm. It turns out that it's a uh, an inflamed gland, which you know happens. And I was like, said to the doctor, I was like, what sort of causes that? And this goes back to uh, a thing that you sent me the other week as well. And uh, Kate told me not to do and everybody else told me not to do. 
it can be caused by coming off your antidepressants not the right way because obviously it, it makes your hormones go fucking loop-de-loop. It also could be that I've gained a lot of weight and gained more estrogen than testosterone. So I'm, I've got, I had bloods taken today to see what my testosterone levels are like, which could be cool because if it comes back saying I'm low testosterone, which I don't think I am, but if it is, I can go, can I get some testosterone, please? And I'm going to get jacked and tanned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seriously though, troops that are listening, you got to get these things checked because, you know, you don't know what's under the skin. All right, get it all checked out. Check your balls while you're at it, guys. Yeah, why not? I think like they were saying, look, I, this might be, as you call, bro science, because um, I can't remember where I saw it, but there was something like the survival rate of breast cancer is much higher in women now than it is men because dudes see a lump and go, well, it's not boob cancer because I don't have boobs. Um, and whereas yeah. ladies, obviously, there's a lot more understanding, a lot more prevalence of, uh, of testing and that. So they'll go and get it checked out, whereas a guy might be less likely to. Um, and therefore, survival rates, even though I think it, the instances are higher in females, um, but I think survival rates were, were lower for blokes because, because you just think, right, you know, breast cancer, that's not going to affect me, is it? No, um, but it's, so get it checked out. Exactly. And I did get a telling. I did get a telling off from the from the GP because she was like, "How long have you had it?" And I was like, "A couple of months." And they were like, "Why? Why is it taking you this long?" And I was like, "Well, I've had a cyst there before. I assumed it was the cyst coming back." And she was like, "Well, no, you should still come back." I was like, "All right, brilliant. Cheers for that." But yeah, always, always get checked up. And another big shout out because he does listen. To uh, Chris Dunn, he's having his operation today for his knee. Um, he's getting that sorted. I don't know if you can hear that. I've got a helicopter flying over. I, I just have one flying over here as well. I can't hear it. It's not. It's not a military one. It's got to be a civvy one. We had two. Well, I, I was at the dropped off the kids this morning when we were waiting outside the school gates. Two of the regiment ones went over the top. Um, in little, no, no, no. Chinooks come right over the field opposite our house, though. Um, and they when they're doing their low flying, so you'll hear them. Wacka, wacka. Some, yeah, wacka, wacka. You can always tell when they're flying. yeah. You you know when they're coming. No, these are just little ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, little little ones. That Darren, get out on. Darren's good at spotting those. He get he goes out in his garden with his binoculars, going, "Oh, what aircraft is that?" Takes photos of it and sends it me, and it's like, come on, mate. My aircraft recognition is pretty good, so come on, give me, give me something harder. You know what I mean? But yeah, how how is stuff going with you? What's going on in the world of Chris Smith? I don't, I, I listen to your podcast, as you know, and I, whenever you've got someone, they've always got something interesting to talk about. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything of, of note. Uh, that's going on in my life at the moment you know just being a dad and doing work and you know we've got holidays and things like that coming up but nothing of i'm, I'm not trekking across anything interesting or that <laughs> great there, you go. Uh, oh, there you go thanks for coming on chris not got my mbe or anything yeah. uh, but you know, life's good. Um, we did did the back to back on the old uh, county championships, which I think yes, you need last you need time 
I was on, we just won it first time. And that was the one of the inspirations for inviting me on to talk a bit about the old um the old basketball. Right. So yeah, so we under 14s back to back champions now. Um Go so we're now in a national competition. So a three peat mate. Maybe we'll see what happens with the three beat. We'll see what happens next year. Um, but that was Bishop Balls. That was good. <laughs> but we're yeah we're in the national competition now. We've got a team uh, that are the ones that have come out of the West London uh, Championships uh, will be who we'll be up against. Uh, so anyway, I think I think we might. Given we don't have any national league teams nearby, and they will have several national league teams that their kids play in. Um, I, I imagine we might be outmatched now, gunned. Um, but you know, it's you always nice... for the underdog, mate. It's like when you a bit like Wrexham, they did all right. Yeah, I mean, Wrexham are the underdog, they also have like multi millionaire owners, uh, that are <laughs> untold uh, money from all sources, uh, and marketing geniuses. Um, and look, I, I've, I've loved watching Welcome to Repson. I, I think it's a great story. I, I thought it came across really well, the way they presented the whole thing. And sometimes you can kind of get the the impression that the uh, owners are kind of wankers or something, and you're just like, you don't really want to root for them. Um, and on the set, face of it, this comes across really disingenuous, right? Some, you know, Hollywood A-listers uh, and, and Rob McAnee um, have decided... <laughs> To buy a football team, <coughs> take it up to the Premier League, as Ryan would say. Um, and it sounds like, oh, that's going to be really rubbish. But obviously, they have got, I think they've got the passion. And, you know, as disingenuous it might sound to begin with, I think there is a belief in the club and a buy into the city yeah. for them to pull it off. And I've enjoyed watching it. And of course, well, you they're know. Doing, they're doing all right in, um, what was it, Nation. Vanarama League One or whatever it is, the one that puts him into the fucking into the actual leagues. They're top of that at the minute. They're smashing it. Where the local team down here are almost bottom. They're going. They're going back to the non-league, which isn't a bad. Oh, they, they get Yeah, yeah. They they had a, Ryan Ryan Reynolds was at the game when they played at Maidstone. Really? Oh, that's fucking, the that we play at, right? Yeah, yeah. He had a he had a police escort and everything. Oh, fucking jumped up, cunt. <laughs> But no, genuinely though, mate, it's fucking. That's a that's an achievement because fucking getting the county championships back to back, doing something right, doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is it gives the kids a chance to play basketball, and you know sometimes you're gifted a kid who's really up for it and really interested in basketball and and, and the sport of basketball, um, and sometimes you've got kids who. Um, like sport and just want to play what, all the sports they can play and so they won't be they'll be athletic and they'll be strong um, you know but they won't necessarily put loads of effort into the basketball they just want to do it because they enjoy it and, and I'm sure we can recognise people like that in our team you know who were good athletes who just came along and wanted to play a bit um, and, and I've, I've been fortunate to have a few good athletes and a few good people who really love their basketball who can kind of put yeah, the ball in yeah. and they're blessed with a bit of size um, and you know, it, in the years moving forward, it just depends who walks through the door because I only have them for an hour a week, um, which isn't enough to turn them from being nothing to greatness or isn't, you know, it, it's it's their motivation and their effort outside of training that helps. Yeah, it's, it's what they do outside, as as we know from yeah. from our own personal experiences playing. Yeah. Um, I think there was 
myself and you that uh, were the basketball guys. We're, we're the ones that were like, well, this is the sport that we excel at. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, we did have a couple of athletes uh, to drop names. Guy Thompson, for one. Luke Clifford was a pretty darn good athlete. Shouldn't he didn't really play hockey. Shouldn't really. He did. He played hockey, mate. He was off playing hockey. Nah, he played. A little bit. We had Adam Knight, um, and then we had the tall guys that we talked about. You know, yeah. And Stu Davis. Stu Davis, Bish. Bish, uh, yeah, yeah, Bish Ross. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rowley, Cullen. We had a fucking ginormous team, apart from me. <laughs> and Kieran. Kieran, for him. And Weaver, Dave. Big Dave Weaver. Podcast. Fucking lad. Top lad. Yeah. Man, um, it was good. So, so you've gone from current championship straight into the national championship. Yeah, so... Do, do you not have to do the Midlands first? No. no. Um, it, it, it's administered by Basketball England. And so there are some teams who have direct entry um, and they play in pools. Um, and then there are some te- people who get entry into the national competition uh, as they get nominated by their local county. So uh, not all counties, uh, because not everyone is registered, but Herefordshire, Worcestershire, uh, I, I look through the list, there's quite a few, and effectively if you win your championship, um, then you get entered into the national competition. Now last year we were up against Worcester, and I hadn't realised it was a national competition, I just thought we were playing Worcester as like, a, again, a more localised yeah, thing, yeah. but that's who we happened to be drawn against, which was great, because... I mean, they did come to us, um, but it was only, you know, 40 minutes um, down the road for them or however long it took to get to Bishops. Um, and they came and, and you know, again, they have kids who played National League in, in, you know, the not school National League, but like actual National League teams and a more professionalised setup. Uh, their end and, and they beat us and that was fair and square. Um, and look, I'm, we're going to put out a good team. We're going to put out um, a good shot against whoever turns up. We don't know who they are. I've looked at the teams in the pool that we're facing. As I say, they're all from West London or South London. Um, and some of them look Put really good. Pardon? Put your stab vests. Although the, the, the head of PE was like, oh, we're going to have to get a better venue than our court. We're going to have to find, find a different court to play the game at. Uh, we can't have them come in here and turn up in this gym. I was like, well, you know, she goes, we haven't even got a scoreboard. I was like, neither did the academy, which is where we um, we normally play. They've got, yeah. they so maybe the leisure centre, but they probably won't want to pay for um, for it. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know when it will be yet, um, but best of luck to the kids. It's um, it's quite sad in a respect. We spoke about our team on previous ones, the old mm. Hereford Hawks. It's quite sad that not never stayed. Because yeah. having a county side like that to help develop the players outside of school would have been amazing. And then you can start a bit like how football, I can do it, I can draw comparisons to football. It's a bit like football now. So Sophia's plays for a team, Aylesford. They've got age from ages like six up to proper women's teams. But they're also coincide with the men's teams that have got the same where uh, Dan's boy plays um, under 12s I think so it's a bit like 
Pegasus Juniors in Hereford yeah. and Westfields and things like that. You've got the base from the lower ages up to proper men's. And it's just a shame that that never happens with, like, it happens with rugby, but it doesn't happen with, with like, basketball. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah, the, there is the a... setup we had was was pretty spot on. It was just a shame that when we started it, we were like playing against men, and we were just eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean there is there's a bit more now, and it's not great. Um, there's no men's teams. There's one out at Lebury, I think. Um, but I the the timing doesn't work for us for me to get out there and to play. Although I'd love to play, but basketball more. You know, formally, I suppose. Um, there is a, a a local kind of youth setup, Hereford Hornets, um, which is where some of my players play. You know, and that's that's awesome. again, there's a big difference between the guys that go there and train, um, because a they're the ones that are motivated anyway, and they'll be out doing basketball anyway. But also, it it gives them an extra couple of hours a week where they can train and hone their skills yeah. and um, and play against better players because they're playing across the county but it, there doesn't seem to be a men's setup and um yeah it just all folded but it, but it comes back to something i posted about the other day you know for kids to have these opportunities it requires adults to step up and do it because mm-hmm. kids can't organize themselves into basketball teams or rugby teams or football teams or um dancers or whatever it is that you want to do adults have to do it and so you can either do it that it's a paid thing and you have to try and draw a profit in an income and you know the the dance school that my daughter goes to, both of them go to. You know they they um, two people run that, and they you know take money out of it to fund their life, and that's fine. Um, or you have to have volunteers to step up and do it, um, and and that's a big ask for a big commitment. But it requires adults to to step up and either make their career doing it, um, and decide to live that sort of lifestyle, which is very hectic, or give up their time for free for benefit of other people, and and that's that's tricky, you know. Um, you need to uh, reignite the Hereford League and get, yeah, we, get, the, get the Tupsley Chargers back. We could play out of Bishops. Um, yeah. Do you reckon your old man be up for it? He needs something to do. <laughs> I don't think he'll play. Might, he might help run it. You never know. Yeah. Tupsley Chargers in the pink kit. In the pink kit. I... Um... I was up in Bishops the other day, um, and I was up in the upstairs gym for. Well, when you go to Bishops, do you always look at my name on the board and go, ah, "What a lad!" What a lad! I said that's exactly what I say. Um, <laughs> lad. Did I send you a photo of it? I think, I think you I did, it. yeah. Um, but I was up, and they put all the basketballs in the little storage cupboard where they used to have the big mats. And so I was in there and I saw this stuff up on the shelf and they've just got all the old, like loads of old basketball stuff, loads of old photos. Um, the team basketball photos are up there, but I, I quickly looked through, but I couldn't find our team. Um, I wasn't going to spend all, all afternoon up there. That's for sure. Um, that's annoying. I've asked my mum where mine is and she was like, I gave it to you. I was like, you fucking haven't. Where's my photo? Well, it's gone now, isn't it? Now Donna's moved. I've, I've had, I had shingles in that photo. Bless you. I remember it well. Yeah. Like a grumpy face in the photo because I was fucking ill with shit. Oh, do a photo. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You know, everything starts at grassroots level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how we started. And we're fucking awesome. 
but if it wasn't for um you know the Herbert Hawk stuff and there were positive lots of positives and some some stuff that was tricky in there too and yeah. you know I, I probably I don't think I'd have made it um into the university team like it it was the difference between playing as you say kids basketball to men's basketball that allowed me and I'm hopefully others as well to kind of make that cross into playing for other teams and it, it's really being a um, you know, I've turned up, we moved around a lot before we had kids, lots of different places, maybe only staying for a few years. And every time I got there, I would just go on the old Google um, and Google. Google and like basketball in, you know, Hitchin or basketball in Coventry or Leamington and find a team and you just turn up and they'd you know, be happy to have you and, you know, pay your fees and jo join a team. And then you've got some friends, um, you know, that you yeah friend 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 friends basketball friend so you know and that's um that's quite cool yeah i do i did a similar thing down here um when i did my little shoot around that i was doing i didn't want to join a proper team because i was like there's no way that i could fucking ever compare to what I was to what i am now my brain wants to but body's like there's a fucking joke mate so fuck it when when I look at the 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 rim and the fucking net and all that and I'm like I used to be able to fucking almost dunk and I was five foot six, but this okay. is ridiculous and now I can barely touch the backboard. <laughs> the kids always say, always ask me, can you dunk? I, I I don't know what it is. Almost every time I go to school, and um, someone, a very observant person, will point out to me that I'm really tall. All the time, <laughs> and and like sometimes it's. Do you ever go? Am I? Shit, I didn't know. But it, it's, but it, like, it's teachers as well. Like, literally, the, one of the PE teachers was like, you are really tall, aren't you? I was like, like, you're another human adult. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, I was, I was doing one of those, that drill where you kind of like just throw it off the backboard and put it in a hoop and then it comes down and left hand, right hand. And I was like thinking, oh, when I used to actually practice this, I used to have to jump up and touch the backboard. We'll try and touch the bottom of the ring or something when you're doing it. And now I'm just like, eh, eh. Uh, you know. Yeah. I'm doing off oh. the glass off the glass, but you were starting from halfway, so it was like proper sprinting. Right. No, that ain't happening now. No. We, yeah, yeah. And our coach when when I was um, in Oxford, he would um he'd move it further back. Now obviously depends on how many people you've got, but you'd be like in a full sprint the whole way. Um it was a... Uh, but again, you can't do that with my age group of kids because they they can't jump up and do that, and they no, you know, no. Um, and you think, oh, off the glass would be a good warm up, and you're like, oh yeah, no, it's not a good warm up at all. <laughs> no, it's not. Not until they <laughs> figure out that you can jump if you want to. Like I, I always laugh at Jess because Jess, when she does her running jump, it's hilarious. Mm. It's not, it's not one movement. Like, so she's running, and instead of just hopping off her left foot or her right foot, she has to stop. And, jump. and then jump again. It's like, what are you doing? Do it all in emotion, and you will figure out that you've got the Thompson gene and you can jump. But until you figure out that, you're not going to do it. But yeah, she is. Um, yeah, she is funny. She's a fucking pain in the ass last night. Cool. Taking after her dad, she was. Uh -oh. So she started. Uh, she started whinging when she got in because she had homework. And uh, she got 
proper um because she couldn't get she couldn't figure out how to do her maths um homework and i was like maths homework i thought you had i thought you did that last night she went no this is extra homework I went, so what homework have you just been doing she went that was my i think it was dance that was my dance homework i went when was your dance ha homework set she was like two weeks ago I went, why are you doing it tonight then if it was set two weeks ago and you've got to hand it in tomorrow she's like oh just uh, it wasn't my fault i went it's never your fault is it i went it is your fault. Do your fucking homework. She was like, Ugh. I was like, trust me, you don't want to be in the position that I used to put myself in on a Sunday night or whatever. And then you look and you go, oh, fucking hell, I've got to take up my whole Sunday doing shit homework that I don't want to do. Like, get it done when you get it. Otherwise, yeah. you get detentions. And then, you have to lie, and then you have to lie about where you were. I was in the multi gym. <laughs> one of my one of the kids in my team uh, he's year seven um and he's in detention every week and every week he turns up an hour turns up late to the practice oh, uh, after half an hour whatever no 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 he's a year seven he's push-ups right <laughs> but that's funny <laughs> just 20, mate. um <laughs> And every week he's late, and he's like, "Yeah, I was in detention." Because I, like, after a while, I was like, "Why do you always turn up late?" Like, what? Uh, in, year seven, he's had that many detentions. You're always in detention. So you know. Um, anyway, don't want. To, yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't minute. <laughs> naughty. I think it's more like yeah, organisational things. Like yeah, yeah or whatever. I I mean, I've never seen him being naughty in my class. And I sit in my class. In uh, in my training session, where I've seen other kids be naughty, you know, they they like you know start pushing other kids or whatever. I've never seen him be naughty, but I, you know, he's just I think he's probably just a bit disorganised. I and... saw a um a clip on like a football coaching thing about that sort of stuff, and I thought it's very it's a very interesting concept. So it was down to um he said if a kid is messing around, bouncing the balls when you're telling them not to pushing other kids it's because they want the attention of the instructor or the teacher so when you say to him oh wait, stop doing that he's going to continue doing that because he's getting the attention back so you turn to another kid that's sat there and behaving and doing what he should do and you praise that kid and go you're being an absolute superstar that's what i want you're brilliant and praise that kid the kid that is fuck assing about will then go hang on a minute i want to be I yeah. want to be the kid that's getting all the attention for being good. And then they start behaving. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Lot I of just, sense. Uh, I, I Chris, try. Yeah, Chris I try. doesn't, Chris doesn't. Chris gets his knife hand out and goes, right, you fuckers. You fuck yeah. me about just 20. <laughs> or you'll be running suicides until your eyes bleed. Um, no, I, like the other day, they, yeah, yesterday they were, um, talking and chatting, we're trying to set, set up a new drill and they were kind of having a bit of a chat about whatever. And so I just put the ball on the floor and just like waited. I just stood there waiting for them to, and I, I do this in lectures. This is the thing that I do, yeah, do. because my, my first ever lecture, um, a guy called Patrick Tissington, uh, Pro Professor Tissington now, uh, he, um, yeah, there must've been 400 of us in the class, all sat up in like the seatings. We, none of us had ever been to a lecture before because like my first one in the undergraduate. And so everyone's chatting a bit, and he's just, he's a psychologist by training. So he's just an ex-army as well. Um, and so he just stood at the front, made it look like he was waiting for us, 
and then waited for everyone to be quiet. And then he, if anyone's talking, he just looks at them, looks in the direction of where they are. And then um, when everyone was quiet, he went, thank you. And then you start the class or start, you know, whatever yeah, it was yeah. you do. And so I, I do that. It always works. I mean, I've had, I've had, I do that in my lectures um, and it works with the kids as well. Just wait there, stand there, just wait. Um, it's one of those, isn't it? Are you done? Yeah. Can we start now or do we have to wait for you a bit longer? No, you finish your conversation. Crack on. They soon, they soon, yeah, regulate each other and they'll be like, shh. You know, and like for a lecture, if I've set them a task and then I want to bring them back, I'm like, okay, guys, you know, just to kind of give them a clue that like we're turning back into plenary, as I call it, um, you know, from from a group task. So, you know, give them the cues that okay, now's time to be to focus on what we're doing at the front, and and it works with the kids as well, yeah, and and they're like, oh, shut up to each other, and then you know, it, it works, but yeah psychology of christopher mark smith yeah but so are you uh you back in the teaching environment now or are you still doing it through fucking zoom and shit yeah no not so it's got to be harder in zoom because obviously you can't see them properly it, yeah it's, it, so the difficulties yeah so there's no there's not really online teaching anymore um we did fully online for a while um and then we did hybrid. So we had it that um, you'd be in the classroom with most of the students, but we also had cameras in the room. And so folk could join from wherever they happened to be. And that might be in their room in Manchester because they're poorly um, or they couldn't be bothered to turn up um, and they wanted to do it from now. Or it could be from Singapore where they live, you know, and they're staying and they're living in Singapore and they're not coming to Manchester for whatever reason, right? Um, and so that was like towards the end of the pandemic stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, but now it's fully um, in Manchester. If you want, you know, people have, they, yeah, they force people to come back. You can't do it remotely anymore. So yeah. Teaching is... so you're, paying for, you're paying for that first rate education. You probably should be in the lecture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things I think. Students got demotivated being yeah. on Zoom and being, you know, particularly early on when we were just recording videos and getting them to watch the videos rather than deliver the, the sessions live. Um, and I'd spent hours and hours recording video content, like days prepping for my lectures, just to record videos, edit videos, put them together and um, to try and convey learning outcomes to students. Um, and it was really inefficient. But then when we went to online teaching, um, most of the time, most of the students would turn their cameras off because they didn't want people staring at them in their bedrooms. And, you know, this was a lot of them were in their single, you know, bedroom that is their own room. They had maybe have an ensuite and then a shared kitchen area. You know, so this was the only space they could be in. Their bed is in the background of where their desk is. Like, you don't really want to be showing that to people, even if it's even if you make it up perfectly. Plus, if you're online then you're only about three clicks away from big black cocks. So... You never know what they what they're doing. Maybe I, I definitely had a, a, a meeting with a guy, <laughs> and, and his bed was in the background, and there was just like a, a like a stack of tissues, a stack of toilet paper um, oh, on the bed. Sure. And I was like, right, talk about put that shit, put that shit in the bin. <laughs> this was the unused. This was the unused supply. Oh, the anyway, um, but you know the difficulty with online teaching was 
you don't get the energy from the class. I kind of, you know, if you've got 100 people in the classroom in front of you, you can kind of draw energy from them and, um, you know, turn it into a performance. But it's difficult to know how are people reacting? Are they understanding the concepts that you're putting across to them? Um, because online learning is, is less efficient. Now, if you've got small groups and you can facilitate that well, it, it works okay. Um, yeah. But when you've got 130 people and you say, right, can someone give me the answer to this question? Well, they can't look at each other to say who's going to be the one who puts their hand up. And there's this thing in, um, in teaching called the golden silence. And it's if you ask a question and you want to reply, you just have to sit there and just wait for one of them to answer. And eventually one eventually, of them will get, so... get the balls to do it. Yeah. Yeah. A, they'll get the balls and they'll get so like, it'd be so awkward for them to, for the silence. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That is very awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but that doesn't happen online. Not so much. It's much, it takes much longer for that awkwardness to grow and manifest. Yeah in an online environment because you don't have to look at each other you can be you can say oh i'll just look at facebook instead um where yeah, or, you know so it, it's um it's different i see we've got five minutes left on the old timer yeah so, we've yeah. got five minutes yeah. but yeah it's um yeah it's got to be it's got to be strange man it's got to be strange definitely um one thing I do want to bring up, another thing, I'll, do, I'll say it now as well, is um, I've got to do a bit of a yeah, memorial type thing, you could say, um, a sign of respect for a corporal of mine that I served with in uh, Kandahar, and I think he was out in Bastion with us, but directly linked with him in, uh, in Kandahar. I've got a couple of funny stories that I'll bring up in a second. Um, but unfortunately, uh, while he was, I'm not sure if he was out on exercise in Saudi Arabia or if he was in on holiday, two holidays in Saudi Arabia, this guy's a madhead. Um, but unfortunately he was out running and got hit by a car and unfortunately has passed away. So, uh, a big shout out to, uh, Dominic Murray, AKA Scally. Uh, he was a, a true gent. He was a, like I said, an absolute fucking mad Ed. Um, crazy motherfucker, but heart of gold and would do anything for anyone. Um, so, unfortunately, we've lost a another um, really good gunner to tragic circumstances that, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't as though he was out at war. He got fucking hit while he was out for a jog. So, it's sad fucking times. So, per Arjua Scali and fucking may you rest in peace. And he is definitely a madhead. So I've I've mentioned it a, a few times. It's in the book as well about the time where I was confirming on a potential IED, oh, and <laughs> he came over and basically asked me what was taking me so long. And I said, Scally, there's a there's a wire there. The uh, Valen is beeped several times. I've got to confirm on it. I think it's a, I think it's an IED. He basically said, Tomo, we're in Kandahar. We're not going to have an IED here, mate. Grabbed the wire and pulled it out. And uh, Shipper will back me up. Uh, Lockie will back me up. It was fucking a scary moment. So uh, the fucking life flashed before my eyes. Shipper was down in the footwell of his um, jackal that he was driving. Um, and all the lads in front of me didn't know what the fuck was going on. But yeah, there was a that was a nice incident for me. Cheers for that, Scully. Um, 
And the other one was we were out in uh, in Kandahar and uh, we were around the local villages and Scally thought it would be a good idea to buy a chicken. So we... Uh, live chicken. A live chicken, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we bought the chicken uh, and then we proceeded to try and kill it and cook it. And um, he issued me and Hack the task of killing the chicken and removing its head by giving us a uh, blunt axe that took us several swings. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> to take this fucking uh, chicken's head off. Um, I think Hack managed to get it off in the end. Then, obviously, we... Uh, Defeathered it and gut it and stuff like that, but this this chicken was not in a good state. Uh, when they cooked it, I didn't actually eat any, but the lads that did all went down with a fucking sickness bug. Put it that way, it was fucking grey and yeah, it was bleh, it was horrible chicken. But yeah, there's a there's another lovely story from from Scally making us buy this fucking chicken and cooking it, and loads of lads went sick. <laughs> But yeah, there's. I'm sure some of the other lads would have loads more funny stories from him. But uh, I think I think another one wasn't involving me was that they wanted to race the Americans up Three Mile Mountain for like no reason. It's like why why are you doing that? He took it, well. We we I did a patrol up Three Mile Mountain with him. We didn't race anyone. We were just checking for IEDs apparently. Um. Because they put IDs up a mountain. Um, that was that was on orders from our boss. Uh, there wasn't any. He just wanted to take photos up the top. Well, just say that then. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, there was some. It was some good fucking times. He's a fucking good lad. Um, and yeah, sadly, sadly gone. Hmm. Sadly gone. We got less than a minute on there. Did you want? Do you want me to send you a new link? Or yes, uh, I'll, I'll do that now. All right. Ah, before it cuts off. <laughs> Hello, you're at the adverts, so don't turn off. Don't turn off because I've got some good stuff for you. First up, going to talk about our sponsors. Kent CBD is our first sponsor. Now, CBD oil, as you know, has tremendous benefits, especially within mental health and physical health. Personally, I use it to help with my anxiety and my depression. But not only that, I also use it to help with the aches and pains of life in my joints, especially my ankles and my knees. Um, but yeah, without CBD oil, I would have still been on my antidepressant tablets, which I'm no longer on. So, you know, every cloud. And what we're going to do here at Granite Zero is we're going to give you 10% off everything from oil, muscle rub, jellies, bath salts, the lot. Yeah, make sure you get in there. www.com kentcbd.org put in the promo code GRANITE ZERO and get yourself 10% off you are welcome but also if you're like me and you love a nice cup of coffee now for me I only drink one coffee and that's Green Beret coffee now I don't only drink it because it's out of this world fucking coffee, roast to order, grinded to whatever specific grind you want, 
But not only that, it's veteran owned and veteran run, which, you know, hits me right in the feels. So make sure you check it out, Green Beret Coffee. Get yourself a nice cup of coffee. I drink it dark, just like my soul. Incredible stuff, incredible stuff. And what I'm going to give for you, I'm going to give you 10% off. So once you get to the checkout, once you've got all your coffee, your products, your apparel, whatever you need, get to the checkout and put in the promo code GZPODCAST10 and get yourself 10% off, courtesy of the Granite Zero Podcast. You are welcome. Now, that's enough of me talking about this stuff. Back to the regular scheduled show. Check it out! We are now back after the adverts. <laughs> We're back! Um, I was going to say something then, and it's gone completely out of my fucking head. That's annoying. Granite Zero is almost four. There's one thing that's in my head. Yeah, I, know. I know, I've got, I've got the, the date in my diary. Nearly four years old. It's fucking mad. Still recording in the shed, but... You know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been four years. It doesn't feel like four years. But that weird in between sort of phase of lockdown. Mm. Well, that was because it started. I, I was in New Zealand when you first recorded. Um, I remember you sending them through. Living the yeah. dream. Living the dream. But yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. I've got a, I've got a good one coming up. Um, so next week I should have the local lads from FC Granite Zero coming on. Well, um, when you do, sort out the audio because I couldn't hear a damn thing oh, on the last time you recorded. I, like you, you were just about audible, and everyone else is like, <laughs> "Yeah, there it was an issue," um, and it was my issue. So when I set the mics up, I think mm. the spare one was on was loud. So yeah. Dan and Sai, you could hear reasonably well. This one was on like a low setting. I don't know why. I didn't change it, but because it was up, it was upright. Yeah. So I'm not talking directly into it. Um. Yeah. It all went to a bit, a bit shit. But yeah, you know, first time I've had four people in here, so it, you know, teething problems. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> You know, it happens. Um, But yeah, the following week, I am going out in the bush, in the woods with... Oh! um, (laughs) Yeah, in the bush. Now, in the the woods with uh, Welshie, part of uh, East Anglian bushcraft. Um, He's got quite a good following now on YouTube and and Instagram and things like that. So, you know, connecting. Mark Ormrod's doing well, talking to people who's um, who's doing well on the old socials. I first did yes. it. Blue tick, Mark Ormrod. Hmm. You know, some say I made him coming on the panel. So, you know, there's, there's a few, you know, that have been on here that I've been like, I've pushed you now. You know, I've made you famous. So yeah, like, you're welcome. How many times been in um, the UFC before he came on the Grand Zero podcast? No, he, he wasn't. And he hasn't been on for a while. And now he's out of contract with the UFC. So if anything, Mason, you know, 
If you'd have spoken to me, ooh, would have sorted you right out, wouldn't I? So, what happens when you don't come on regular and you don't get your guest of the year? It happens. Can we address the self-appointed guest of the decade comment that you put on Facebook? Yeah, it's got to be done. We agreed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you agreed that it was okay for me. Jason <laughs> got guest of the year 2019, and I decided that the guest of the decade maybe could go to me. We yeah, decided. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Of course. Of course. Um, do you know who hasn't been on for a while? Darren William. Darren, is his middle name William? Is William, yeah. Darren yeah. Willie Bum. Um, yeah, lazy. Well, the thing is, I know with you trying to get Darren on, it, it's the admin side, isn't it? It's like, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. his admin is so far up his ass, it's unreal. I, it, and I know, I know you're listening. Um, your admin is shit. Um, it happens with so many people, mate. Even ex servicemen that I've had on that I've given a time to. Like, I was a bit late today. That's because of uh, the long-haired colonel had me doing other tasks. Not even at my own house. Um, no, no. So I was zoomed in. Pardon the pun. Got here. Got everything ready. And I was like, shit. Got to send Chris the fucking... To the link. The deets. Um, but yeah, yeah, admin. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's get this admin sorted. And the amount of people that have been like, yeah, yeah, I'll come on, I'll come on. Like, yeah, cool. I'll come on on, on a Sunday like morning. It's like, all right, cool. So I get up, get it all ready, wait there. And I'm like, any chance? Or, oh, sorry, I can't make it today. Oh, you could have told me that earlier. I could have stayed in bed. So, sent me that last night. Yeah. yeah. It happens. It happens. But, um, yeah. We're all- on a on a big on a big note, obviously, we got the football coming up. Football game, match yeah. of the year, some say. Some say, and we've just been um, the local lads to to myself. We've been offered the brand new three G pitch that uh, Sophia now plays on. Um, we can now train on that, so that that's it. That's a good thing. Long way for you guys to go in Hereford. Long way to come, even for an actual game, never mind Australia. <laughs> it is, it is. But there is one of the lads that was like, oh yeah, if anyone in Hereford wants to train, then fine. Um, but I've, my, my, as you know, I do this kind of, I run. Um, he runs. I run. I don't like running. We used to go run running together, actually, um, a few times. And we never really... We never liked running, mate. I don't know why um, we did it. We should have just played basketball instead. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, anyway. So, I, but I've I've injured my ankles a few times in the last few months. So I've not I've not gone for a run for for nearly a month now. Um, be all right. I'm sure I'll be fine, but I'm just like, oh. Do, yeah. have, you, have you been on since the last game? Been on? Um, I don't know. No, I. Uh, well, no, I must have because I came on last year. This time last year, and that, the game wasn't this summer. Oh, wasn't... no, yeah, of course you would have. Of course you would have. Yes, 2021, uh, the last match, um, yeah, yeah. which was going to be the first and last until everyone was like, are you going to do another one? Are you going to do another one? 
and edit. Yeah, I'll do it if I get a bit of support from other people. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll proofread the, the program again. That's fine. I enjoy that. Level that. To be fair, Spud. Do you remember Spud? Of course I remember Spud. Spud with his hat on in a funny angle. Spud. A funny angle hat, Spud. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, he, he's actually put quite a bit of effort in for, for me from his end. He's oh, getting good. he's getting the match balls this time and, and things like that. But yeah. The the compliment I think I might have told you last time, the the compliment that Big Tomo gave you, mate. He was like, I didn't know Chris Smith could play that well. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Why do you think my master plan was to bring him in? <laughs> I mate. Oh. No, you know, to be fair, you you, you were never shit at football. I was. Well, I was at one point. Like, primary school, I was rubbish. I just, yeah. But again, like, I, I think it's playing <coughs> basketball is about awareness for space. You know, a lot of sports, right? It's about awareness of space yeah, yeah. And, and communicating with people. And I think that's what I did on the basketball court better was I was quite a good communicator and organiser. And then, because um, I, I had a size advantage over the, the forwards, um, they didn't score quite as many goals as they might have. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, if anything, did they score when Chris Smith was on the pitch? That was the yeah, yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the the downside to my game. And listen, any any of the team, the opposition players that are listening to the podcast, because you should do your research, really. Like, I I can't kick a football. I'm rubbish. Actually, you put a football <laughs> on my feet. Nah, I can't do it. Um, that, that I'm not very good at. Mate, so Harry Maguire has made a living out of it, so you, you probably yeah. Could. Phil Jones as well. I mean, Phil Jones is still Phil signed. Jones is the biggest con man in world football. He's always injured around the time of um, the transfer windows. Yeah. Oh yeah. What so you're not going to pass a medical, are you? If you're injured, so. And then somehow they go, and then somehow they go. Do you want a new contract? Oh, yeah. He's got something on his knee. Got something on the lasers. Yes, please. He's been at the club for eleven years. Twelve years now. I um. He was bought can... by Sir Alex. That's the the huge he's still there. No, that shit. He's, he's won two Premier League titles. Madness. Yeah, but like he was okay at the beginning, wasn't he? Like they yeah, thought he was, he was all right. It's he just... was. Yeah, to me, um, yeah, I was, he, he has been riddled with horrific injuries. I think it's I think it's down to his ankles and knees. I think, um, but. If if you can't play because you keep getting injured, retire and become what? a coach. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Fuck yeah. Con man, mate. Harry Maguire, con man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were supposed to talk about. King James. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to bring this up if you did it. I thought that might, might be what King James. LeBron. Is he Got the coach? People, right. To be fair, we've always been fans of James. We've always said he's fucking class ever since he burst onto the scene at fucking however old he was. Um, but the disrespect that he does get from like basketball pundits, you could say, you're like, why? Yeah, I I understand that you know it's the same with the Messi and Ronaldo thing. However. They play football at the same time. You can't really compare Jordan and 
James because they played in a completely different era for a start. No, it, and I think that's 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 part of it, isn't it? And there's position. So, there's so many differences between them, and the games change. The rules are different anyway. Look, look, LeBron James. I think you've got to admire anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. He's just passed the scoring record uh, in the NBA. So he scored more NBA points than any other player alive, uh, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who uh, was the greatest name. Oh yeah. Which has stood since 1984? Oh, I couldn't say, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... There's, right. there's some fucking knowledge for you. Um, but okay, how many three-pointers do you think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scored in his career in the that's, NBA? That's a fucking question. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with probably none. One. He's got one three-pointer. Was it a skyhook? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> halfway, I guess. Um, he's got one three-pointer. So, like, actually... That, I'm, that's, I'm more, that's more incredible. incredible. Because Bron- Bron's got, obviously, loads of three-pointers three on there. That, other- that also, like, coincides with Wilt Chamberlain and his 100-point game. They're all two-pointers. <laughs> all two-pointers. Yeah. Um, and same Bill Russell. You know, obviously, he didn't score as high, but 11 championships. So, like, there aren't... There are, you know, is LeBron James the greatest ever? I don't think you can ever say that. There's too many people that have had greatness that you can't. Say I like the what um, Jordan said because they were going to name the MVP trophy the Michael Jordan Trophy, and he said no because of I don't want that accolade. Um, and they said, but you're the greatest of all time. It was like no, I was one of the greatest in my era. You can't compare eras because. We can't we can't change time for the fucking ninety six Bulls to play LeBron's. I don't know which one was his better team. <laughs> and to be fair to LeBron, he's done it with three different teams. So yeah, no, he's a, he's a phenomenal player. Like, a fun, and it's his longevity. I mean, he ha- has been injured since playing at the Lakers, um, but but not. Or as long as what is this? Is, this is his twentieth season, isn't it? Or twentieth year? Madness. Um, and you know there are players that have got that, that have lasted that long. Vince Carter, who you would assume, like the early part of his career, he was all about the dunks and high flying and air and air Canada and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then turned out to be a pretty good three point shooter, and actually he's on the all time three point list. Yeah. Which you wouldn't expect, like seeing the early part of his career. Um, but again, as a role player, you know, as a as a guy who comes up, gets a couple of minutes, takes some shots, scores some threes, um, for you know the the second part of his career. Uh, whereas LeBron, season twenty is still like he, he doesn't look like he's slowed down at all. It's crazy. But that's just me. To be fair, I don't sit there and watch games like I used to do. I I, I like to watch. Um, well, most of the time I just check the highlights, which annoys me when I go on to like Instagram and things, and then the Sixers have put their highlights up, and they look like they're fucking smashing it, and then you go and check the score, and they've lost. It's like, well, don't put all those fucking good highlights up. You've lost. Stop it. <laughs> That's the other thing. Obviously, the Lakers have been a bit rubbish this year. Um, part rubbish. Of it. You, you have now just got rid of... Russell Westbrook, haven't you? Yeah, trading for a player that we had, that we drafted. We drafted D'Angelo Russell 
um, and got rid of him many years ago because he wasn't good enough, apparently. Turned out he was good enough. It was just the way that the organisation treated him yeah. or coached him or whatever it was that made him not. And that's happened with so many of our young players because the Lakers had a, you know, a fallow few years and they drafted some really good prospects um, high up in the draft. And then they got rid of them all to put together this team, which did win a championship. So fair enough. You know, it's about winning championships. Was that like uh, Liverpool's uh, Premier League title didn't count because it was COVID? It's COVID, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a minority stakeholder in Liverpool as well. So um, it didn't count. Apparently, it doesn't count, but I, I count the Lakers one at least. <laughs> I would have counted it if it was the sixth year. Um, so they won the championship, <laughs> but they trade away all these players, and then it turns out those players turned out to be really good. Uh, and yeah, and yeah, so the, I certainly know that well. I saw well. something come up and it said um, uh, Russell never was a good fit for the Lakers because it wasn't his team. He needs to be part of a team that is his team. And I was like, all right. Wasn't he part of like a big super team at the, like, the start of his career? Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does, it does make me laugh with those sort of things. It's like, the ego obviously gets involved and it, it's, it's sad really because when you think about it, if you had a bit like when the Bulls, we'll take the 96 Bulls, when they realised they needed a rebounder because they didn't have anyone to, to do that, they went, we'll get the best in the league, we'll get Dennis Rodman. Everyone was like, why are you getting Rodman? He's a fucking hothead. And it's like, well, no, he's the best. Yeah, He will make us better. We'll deal with his bullshit off court when we need to. We've got him. We need him. And, you know, they worked as a team and won another fucking three championships. So why can't the best play with the best? It always makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I guess, they were, yeah, they were both the best in their respective thing. But, like, Robin wasn't stepping on. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, but it... It's 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 just I mean such there's only five players on the court any one time, um and you know you look at its usage rates isn't it what percentage of the time does that player have on the ball during yeah, their yeah. game um and obviously if you want to play with someone who's incredible then everyone has to sacrifice a bit of usage rate but yeah I mean I don't know there there all these players are kind of clumping around each other um we had that Nets team that was James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant, you know, should be that should be mopped the floor with the championship. You know, that, that should be it. Um, and they've just fallen apart. Both of obviously well, um, three of them are gone now from the Nets, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Harden bullied Harden his, he's gone yeah, to Philly. Went to Philly for Ben Simmons. And then That was a good trade. Yeah, yeah, you got rid of a player that couldn't wasn't actually playing for you, and they got rid of a player that wasn't playing for them. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, now you know Kyrie's left. Uh, got, I, saw him, I saw him playing for Dallas, and I was like, "What the fuck has happened there?" I thought he was at the fucking Nets. And the, what's interesting is, I think Luka Doncic, um, obviously is a power forward like LeBron, who kind of tends to bring the ball up sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how they play with each other, um, because he is similar to LeBron in that style of play, I suppose. Um, yeah. Kind of as that. What, what did the um... Scotty Pippin sort of designed it, didn't he? 
the point forward, they call it, don't they? Yeah, he's a big guy with good fundamentals who can handle the ball. Yeah. And that's the thing they say about LeBron. Like he he was different. Scotty he's different from everyone else. No, but like no, the thing they say about LeBron, he's different from everyone else. I'm in saying Scotty Pippen. One <laughs> um, of the Pippen. one of the best players in the league, probably the best number two that you could ask for, and was like a hundred and twentieth being paid. <laughs> Because he took our ridiculous contract. He needed to. He needed to take that contract to look after his parents. That's why he took the contract. So, if you well, haven't seen the last dance, there's a spoiler. Yeah, him and Jordan have um, fallen out a bit, haven't they, really, over the last dance and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I could probably see why, because it was, it was mainly about Michael Jordan, not about the Bulls. It was like a couple of episodes, or half of each episode afterwards was like, be one about Steve Kerr, there'll be one about Pippin, there'll be one about Rodman, but then it was like halfway through, it'd be back to Jordan. It's like, well, you should have done an episode on each one. Would have nah, been but still a class fucking doc. I loved it. It was really good. I like. I need to do one on on well other other sports a bit like they, a bit like they did with um, Amazon. What was it called? All or nothing. Mm, yeah, I, I I haven't watched them, but I know of what you mean. They've done a Bill Russell one, I think. I, I just think. Saw, yeah, I think I just Netflix. I think it was Netflix. I was scrolling through just the other day. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this sort of yeah documentary thing on sports players profiling them obviously is a format that Netflix will expand now because it was it was successful. They've done the And One series, which was quite good. That was a good one to watch. And have you seen the professor did a response to it, which is quite interesting as well? Because like there were things on there that were wrong in his from his perspective. There were things on there that they got right, and there were things on there that he didn't know that he was like, "Oh, it's interesting." Um, yeah, like I think a lot. Of, he's saying a lot of the timeline is off. So yeah. there's this, which led to this, which led to this, which led to this, which led to the demise of the company. Those times didn't happen, and like you, you know, they said about everyone started arguing about pay. So I never heard. That, I don't, you know, people would, that was, you know, and there were arguments and fights in the locker room and stuff, and that happened at the end. So now that kind of happened the whole time. Like, you know, we were just like brothers and we'd have fights, you know, um, and and pay now nah, never really came into it, you know. Um, and it was just the fact that the one guy left and they decided to try and make some money and they sold it. It wasn't, it wasn't, he said, oh yeah, Mike came in and they did the basketball, the streetball advert. Yeah, that football advert that they claimed took the margin, took the life out of and one, that was released prior to the professor being signed to and one. Oh. It made it sound like that advert. It made, was, yeah, it made it sound like that and one bought out streetball to make it profitable for people on the outside to, that are not pros to then yeah. become something. And then Nike thought, mm, I'll have a look at that. Ooh, I'll take that. Hmm. And we'll yeah, exactly. That's how they framed it. They framed it as, yeah, Nike moved in to take that niche that And1 had occupied. He's like, the thing, that I, I sort of thought about that when I watched it, because I was like, but they didn't just bring out a, a streetball basketball advert. They did it for football as well, if you mm. remember. There was yeah. the football yeah. side of it. Oh, and like running through the airports and stuff. And yeah, well, well they did... Um, they did the same advert that, you know, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. They did the, 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 with the 
when they're bouncing it all for, anyway. But they did it with the football as well. They did exactly the same advert, but for football. And it was like a freestyle football advert. I don't remember that. Well, well fucking, I watch too much telly, mate. You, you, were, you were book smart reading all your books. I was, mate, I was not book smart I was, at all. I was watching telly. <laughs> I, I was not book smart. <laughs> I, I did not read any books as a kid. I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> I definitely don't. Jess has read far more books than I ever have in my life. She is unreal with uh, with her reading. Yeah, Good. I made it. I made a joke actually because they they do um work experience weird now. So they do like every year, we'll do a work experience at some point. Yeah. Um. So she's got one. I think it's middle of June. She's got work experience, and I was like, "What do you want? What do you want to do, Jess? What, what do you want to do?" She was like. Well, I either want to be a journalist when I grow up or an author. And I was like, all right, cool. So what are you going to do for your work experience? She was like, oh, I don't know, I might go to the local paper. I went, I could take some days off and you can just mirror me because I'm the only author in the family. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, I could. I went, no, you're going to do something proper. We're not just having fucking three days off. <laughs> You're going to say go back. Yeah, Kate, Kate was like, you can't keep telling people you're an author, but I am. I am an author. What do you think an author is? I, was like, I had my book published. She went, I had some poems published when I was in year. I went, yeah, but that wasn't your book of poetry. You just wrote a poem. You're a poet. And you know. I'm an author. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed reviews. Um... There was one very well-written review. Uh, which others copied, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, that was the one for the Granite Zero podcast. I wrote a really good one. And uh, then others were like, I'll take that bit out. And... I'll just copy and paste. <laughs> copy and paste. Yeah. So, Chris Smith, PhD, doctor, lad, legend, father, husband, uber legend. Back to back county championship winner. He's got rings to prove it. Coach. <laughs> He's going to get his name and his number retired at Bishop yeah. School. Everyone we were like walking to sports school. What's that? Oh, uh, that's. Um, do you remember Coach Chris? No. Yeah. Well, you should. Oh, wow. He's going to be awkward then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be. Uh, do you want to check my credentials? They're up there on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that just says we should have done that. Wasn't a thing back then for for us to log like the number of points we scored from year eight to year eleven. Scoring title. I'm I'm sure you got scoring title. I'm sure I would have because I was a greedy bastard. Um, yeah, really. Realistically, realistically. From like realistically, rebound. I wouldn't pass a ball unless I didn't have a shot. <laughs> and even then, <laughs> even then, I'd force the shot and let you get the rebound. So, yeah, yeah. no, nah, it was good times. It was good times. It was. It's was, it was same. I don't think we've got any video footage of us playing. Actually, that would be nice. We what? used to on your old rascal phone, but that was more just street ball in it. Yeah. a couple of photos. I here. did have footage. If you remember, because <laughs> I had to video a game for my B Tech. 
Detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Do you not remember what happened with the with the camera and we rewound it too far? I'm sure Darren remembers. <laughs> is is this something for not for repeating on the podcast? Was there a, had someone made a video on the camera? Oh, someone made someone made something for OnlyFans on the. Uh... <laughs> Darren, <laughs> Darren William. Rascal. <laughs> I do not. Remember. I, I do not remember that story. I do because little—I say little—he's probably taller than me now. Uh, Jack Pritchard Smith, yeah, was the cameraman, and he looked back and he was like, "Whoa, what's that?" And I was like, "Fucking hell, I don't know what the fuck that is." <laughs> <laughs> Rascal. Oh, uh, yeah. Darren, you're gonna get better at life happening. <laughs> don't loan me the recorder if you've got porn on it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah we did have a video of it because it was a strange I remember it being a very strange match um, one because I had to get a number of three pointers in I wasn't the best at three point shooting anyway um, because I had to analyse my jump shot compared to the best three point takers at the time so I think I had Reggie Miller and when I jumped, I did. Hey, Alan. Right. Uh, and I think I had my hero in there, even though he's not a proper three-point shooter. Um, AI. Uh, just to have comparisons on, like, jump ratios and the biomechanics of where your elbow should be to your release hand and things like that. And I remember getting the ball in the... Because I had to do it on it on the corner. Yeah, so the the corner, the elbow, uh, in front, and then so on round. And I remember the first one I had was in the corner, and I took it and it fucking proper swish. And I was like, ah, oh, that, that bodes well. I'll keep that one in. <laughs> all the all the others that I take will probably get deleted, <laughs> but that one's staying in. Oh. I remember very few like individual basketball shots that I took, but you talking about that being in the corner, I do remember a game for Bishops. I don't know who we were up against, but yeah, being not in the corner, not a three, but I just remember, yeah, I remember taking two shots from the same spot in a row. And the first one looped the net around the hoop, so it was kind of covering up. And the second one like poked a little hole in the net. Yes. Um, like, um, but yeah, yeah, it's funny how you remember that sort of stuff. It is. And... Yeah. Um... Before before we close up, there always there's one game that always sticks out in my mind for the Hereford Hawks. That was against Gloucester Uni, when it was just me and you taking the coaching, mm. and me and Steve caught fire. I think um, Mark Gaunt did as well, and we must have hit about eight or nine threes in a row between us. And then Steve scored from the halfway line. Halfway line, yeah, yeah. End of the court. <laughs> we just all caught fire. You know? I was like, "What has just happened?" I've never scored. I must have scored two or three um, threes in a row. That was like proper. I was like, "Oh, that was a good sound." And then I'll do that again. Why not? And then, like Steve, then got the ball and scored a couple. Mark then scored a couple, and then it was coming to the end of the half. And I think me and you were on the bench um, as a rotation part. And then Steve, we were like, "Don't take that shot." Because we we could see him doing it because he used to have that same sort of technique while he was dribbling up to take this three. And, it, <laughs> and he took it and went in and we all went fucking... I remember it. 
I remember it. He he got a few. He got a few over the course of that Hawks season that we all played, and um, when he was in, from from with buzzer beaters from like halfway. I, yeah, I think yeah. he got at least two, maybe three. Like unusual. It's just unusual to like hit them. It's yeah. an unusual shot because yeah. nobody would think that Steve was going to do that because the way he was built back then, he was sort of exactly you know gangly. So it wasn't like. You know, he wasn't doing a decent shooting form or anything. He was obviously, he was just lobbing it, um, which is wildly inaccurate. And of course, you're going to try, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unusual. I mean, funny. Hey, we won the game, I'm sure. Gloucester, Gloucester Uni Wildcats or something like that. Yeah, yeah. fucking pain in the ass. They were dirty bastards. Oh, I do remember one, though. Um, obviously, off, off the, the box out on the free throw, um, obviously... You've got to step across the opposing player and kind of like try and stop them from getting uh, the rebound. And I just remember with one of them guys, I stepped across and I elbowed him right in the solar plexus. And he went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that noise. And he, he he looked at me like, I can't believe you just done that to me. I thought you were nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're all it's all it's all fun and games, mate. It's all the rebounds. It is. Well, mate, I'm gonna end it. There yeah. on those that trip down memory lane. I, I could do that all day going down memory lane. Um, but I know you've got to go and do school run. I may have to do school run. I might just pretend that I've done this a bit longer, so Kate can do it. Um, just uh, tell Kate that. Uh, oh yeah, no, she, just, she went on a bit. You know she, what, Chris? She, she doesn't listen anyway, so no, she hasn't got this far. She yeah. listens to the intro. She'll listen to the intro to make sure I'm not singing. Um, but yeah. Chris, it's always been a pleasure to have you on. Hey, um, we'll do it again. We'll get you on again, and I'll, if not, well, I'll definitely see you before because I'm coming to Hereford for Darren's birthday. When's that? April forty. Uh, April. Yes, of yeah, next forty this year as well. I'm like, I can't believe it. We're going at Stone, and then we're going to go to a gig because that's what forty year olds do apparently. That's what you do, mate. Um, I, I have no idea what we're doing for Darren. Um, if well, I did, then there I'm you go. Sure I'm not supposed to say anyway. Um, but yeah, I'll be down in April. Um and then the big game. Number twenty four. C Smith. Oh, introducing. Oh can't wait. Anyway. Have a good one, Thanks very much. You're welcome. Anytime. Thank you for your time. Right, I'll see you in a bit.